thousands of people have mysteriously vanished in America's wilderness. Join us as we dive into the deep end of the unexplainable and try to piece together what happened. You are listening to Locations Unknown. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Locations Unknown. I'm your co-host, Joe Irado, and with me, as always, is a man who's more adorable than small animals, Mike <laughs> Van de Bogart. Uh, thank you, Joe, and thank you once again to all of our uh, loyal listeners for tuning in. Just a few updates before we go in here. Uh, we got some new Patreon shout-outs, so thank you to Crystal Haverfield, Dora Rich, uh, Clorinda Landeros, Jill uh, Damrose and Holly Bacon. So thank you so much for uh, helping the show out. Yes, thank you very much. I also want to do something new we'll do every once in a while here, Patreon Anniversary. So we want to just say thank you. Oh, I like that. Yeah, thank you to David Watson, who's been a member or a supporter of Locations Unknown on Patreon since July of 2020. So... I don't have an applause button, otherwise I'd do it. I can't do laughter <laughs> no, or, or, or so. booze or yeah, no, None of the bad stuff. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, David, uh, for supporting the show for as long as you have. I also want to give out two episode suggestion shout-outs for this episode. So Eva Freeman, who is also a patron supporter uh, of ours for almost two years now. Well, and, thank you very much, Eva Freeman. Yes, and uh, Peter Smith, who emailed us in June about this case. So, all right, two people wanted to hear about this. Yeah, it's an interesting case. It's been covered a lot on, you know, YouTube and other places. But I think we'll bring a different angle to it, kind of the, the backcountry hiking angle. That is what we do best. <laughs> that is what we do. Um, as we always say, if you want to make any other suggestions, uh, episode suggestions, or complain about us or anything, call our phone number at 208-391-6913 and leave a voicemail. The funnier or meaner, the better, because <laughs> that will ensure it will get played on a future episode. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so that is all I have, Joe. Um, you want me to hit this last part? No. Okay. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know why that's there. All right, cool. Well, that's that's fine. That's fine. We'll cut that, cut that. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's gear up and get out to explore locations unknown. November 10th, 2014 an avid adventurer sets out on a hiking trip to find a very unique cave in the Nevada desert. He had discovered this cave in the past and was trying to find it again. After he did not return home, his girlfriend began to worry and contacted the authorities. Join us this week as we investigate the strange disappearance of Kenny Veach.
So the name of the location we're starting this story in is the Sheep Mountain Wilderness, which is about 40 miles north of Las Vegas and south of Area 51, <laughs> part, of, that part of the Desert National Wildlife Refuge in Nevada. Uh, it's roughly 1.6 million acres, which is twice the size of Rhode Island. Uh, the Desert National Wildlife Refuge is a protected wildlife refuge administered by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Uh, this range is part of the larger Desert National Wildlife Refuge complex, which includes the Ash Meadows National Wildlife Refuge, the Moapa Valley National Wildlife Refuge, and the word I definitely don't even know if I'm going to try and pronounce, <laughs> a Paranat, Paranat National Wildlife Refuge. I just wanted to see how many times I could get you to say National Wildlife Refuge. That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to do it every time because that is the full name of all those places. So I'm going to, here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to enter that, that thing in here. Paranat. Oh, it's Paranat. It detected it as Hindi. And it wants to translate to English as Under Armour. <laughs> Is it a sponsored wildlife refuge? It like does not want to let me. It, now it's translating it into. Yeah, it's it won't let me pick English. It's just like no. I, I'm gonna say Paranat. Here, oh here, we, I think I got it. Let me turn this up. Here we go. Paranagat. 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 Paranagat National Wildlife Refuge. All right. And if that's wrong, too, because this one's so unique, it, it could be wrong also, I'm sure you can call the number and let us know <laughs> yeah. in a really nice or really mean way. That'd yes. be okay. So, obviously, as we said before, this is Nevada. It was created in 1936 to provide habitat and protection for the desert bighorn sheep and other desert wildlife. And now we're going to refer to it as Desert NWR. So I don't have to say National Wildlife Refuge because yes. it's a tongue twister. And I'm actually surprised I got through all those without screwing them up. So the job. desert ND, NWR, I almost said NDR. <laughs> NWA. Is, yeah, NWA. <laughs> is the largest wildlife refuge outside of Alaska. Look, we shortened it and said it again anyway. Yep. Uh, local census info. So the NWR has been home to people for thousands of years uh, from Nue, Western uh, Shoshone. Shoshone and Nuwu and Nuovi. Southern, jeez, holy cow, you're killing me here. I, I <laughs> this is on purpose. Southern, <laughs> Paiute, and Chemwavy. We are going to get a lot of <laughs> Chemwavy. Chemwavy. I'm going to try that one, too, because I want to see if I got it right. Um, so as he's checking what do you that, What do you think it is? Chemwavy, I think. All right, let's see. Let's see. I've been turning the volume down because I kept getting those, like, Windows noises oh, last yeah. time. Chema Wavy. I was pretty dang close pretty for close. not knowing it all. I'm giving myself uh, 75% credit on Just, that one. Just uh, for everyone who's listening, we always take flack for saying names wrong. So sometimes yes. doing episode research, I will plug in a lot of tough names for Joe to yeah, try to just, just to throw me off, which I appreciate because I think it's funny and, and a lot of people do too. Yeah. So if you don't call that number and let us know. Yes. Uh, so here's some interesting facts about Nevada. Nevada was named after the Sierra Nevada mountain range, which it shares with California. The word Nevada means uh, snow covered in Spanish. I didn't know that because I don't speak Spanish. I didn't know that either. Uh, the land speed record of 760.343 miles per hour, and for our overseas listeners, 1,223.657 kilometers per hour was set in the Black Rock Desert in 1997 and was the first to beat the speed of sound on the land. Pretty cool. That is pretty cool, and that's terrifying. Yeah. Around 150 couples getting married in Las Vegas every day. Yep. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's and a lot. how many of those regret it the next day? 
Well, I think the national average right now is 50% for divorce rate. Yeah. I bet it's like 50% in the first 24 hours for these groups and then yeah. another 25 to 30% within the first couple of years. Uh, Nevada has a statewide law that allows the sale of alcohol from liquor stores, clubs, bars, and restaurants 24-7. Drinking and or being visibly intoxicated in public is also legal. Anyone who's been to Vegas will know that. Yeah. (laughs) If it wasn't, it's definitely not enforced. Yes. Uh, The Sphinx at the Luxor Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas is bigger uh, 110 feet or 33.5 meters than the original in Egypt. However... The casino's pyramid is smaller than the Great Pyramid of Giza to avoid interrupting flights to the nearby Las Vegas International Airport. Not in my notes. I have Las Vegan. Las Vegan. It, it <laughs> auto-corrected you. See, I didn't. Pay, I was. I'm not Ron Burgundy. Yeah. I was able to. I was able to navigate around that one. Um, that's crazy though, because you know that they wanted it to be either oh, the same absolutely. size. They probably like were like, we're going to have the exact dimensions, and yeah. the government's like, no, you're going to no. block planes, <laughs> so we're not going to allow that. Uh, there are 300-plus named mountain ranges running through Nevada more than any other state. These include the Carson Range of the Sierra Nevadas, a mountain chain that is mostly in California. There are over 44,000 acres of human-made reservoirs in Nevada. So what happens when you open up a city in the desert. Yep. Uh, when Lake Mead was first created in the 1930s, the Mormon town of St. Thomas was drowned. Now the ghost town is exposed due to lowered lake levels. I didn't know that. So there was an actual town like in Lake Mead that because I didn't it's know lowering. That either. Yeah, until I did this research. And uh, now that it's, you know, the v- level of the lake's been dropping. Between uh, the ghost towns and barrels full barrels of bodies. Full of bodies, yeah. So a lot of interesting things are showing up in Lake Mead. Jeez. I've been to Lake Mead. It was pretty cool. It was uh, not as low as it is now, but um, cool place to boat. It was like the mob is like, we're making a city. Here's a reservoir. Oh, you have a town? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, there are more hot springs in Nevada than any other state in the U.S. with over 300 naturally occurring ones. The federal government owns 87% of Nevada's land. Uh, the kangaroo rat found in Nevada's Death Valley can live its entire life without drinking a single drop of water. Side note, they live for five hours. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know how long they live. I'm guessing it's a long time because that's a, a pretty wild uh, adaptation to the environment. Yeah. Nevada is home to over 50% of the wild horse population in the U.S. Actually, you know what the kangaroo rat? I want to look this up when you're talking. Okay. I think they can actually gather the sweat from like their ears and yeah. do and drink it. Like they oh, like wow. scoop it up. I think I saw a video on... Uh, it was the Netflix series, uh, Planet Earth at Night. Yeah. Did you see that one? No. It's really good. They I'll use some like crazy out. new cameras where they can actually see like the wildlife without the old one where they'd shine like the giant light. Like the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. and it was terrible. And they're like flashing around trying to catch it. <laughs> they use like super duper expensive night vision to catch okay. it. It's awesome. So plug for, a, I think it's Planet Earth. I don't even know if that's I, what it's called. I thought it, I found it interesting that it, they have... 50% of the wild horse population in the U.S. I would have never guessed Nevada would have that just with how I'm so grows. uninformed. I didn't know there still was a wild <laughs> horse population. It's <laughs> probably like 100. Yeah, like I, I they got to be protected because I just like had the minor urge to go like, can I go catch one and break it? And then it's like mine. <laughs> like, can you do like, do you get a permit? Like you can go catch this one. An, this is an 1870. <laughs> That's But I wanted to be. I just got a cowboy hat. I was at Levitate Music Festival in Massachusetts. I got a cowboy. I'm a cowboy now. 
You are? I am. I am. Where, where is it? It's, uh, I should have wore it. That would have been next, next episode I'll wear it. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go half cowboy. Half cowboy. So we'll talk about the climate. Uh, spring and fall are the best times to visit the desert. Yeah. Uh, summer gets very hot. If you could imagine that the summer in the desert is, is uh, anyone who's been to hot. Las Vegas, you don't go in the summer. It's a, or you do to avoid the crowds. Yeah. Stay indoors. It <laughs> yes, absolutely. Don't be on the strip unless it's, it's night. Not, I've been there in the summer. It's not even enjoyable in a pool. It's so like hot. At least when I was there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I've gone March time frame, which March, is yeah. it's still getting pretty hot, but yeah, it's, it can get too much. Yep. Uh, annual rainfall in the range varies from less than four inches or 102 millimeters. Uh, in the valleys to over 15 inches on the mountain peaks. So, so the mountain peaks are getting a little bit of rain. It's dry, though. It's still dry. It's yeah, it's, very it's dry, not yeah. a lot, but it's more It's more than I would have guessed. Yeah. Uh, weather here can be extreme. Temperatures may reach upwards of 120 degrees Fahrenheit or 50 degrees Celsius in the summer and drop to 50 degrees Fahrenheit or 10 Celsius in just 24 hours. It's dry heat, though. It's a dry That's heat. That's what people always say. It's such a dry heat. <laughs> uh, dress in layers to protect yourself from the sun. That is the big mistake we always talk about uh, on this is yep. people go to the desert thinking, ooh, shorts, T-shirt, things that will no, you want to cover your skin. Watch old Western movies and dress See how they dress. Yes. And uh, that that's how you should dress in the desert. Yep. Uh, not in real, like... Yeah, you burn, you're losing more water uh, yeah. with the skin contact than and you would even sweating. If you, I've hiked with sunburn. It's brutal, and it, it sucks. I mean, yep. it, unless you like the, the suffering, uh, <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Even <laughs> if you like the suffering, it's not yeah. worth it. Uh, so uh, the desert NWR contains six major mountain ranges, including the Sheep Range with heights of up to 10,000 feet, uh, 3,000 meters, and valleys around 2,500 feet or 800 meters. I don't know. Do you want me to explain this graph somehow? No, it was just a, uh, a kind of a cool little graph that just shows kind of what elevation some of the uh, Oh, what plants grow? Yeah, so like lower elevations, you are going to find Joshua trees in this area. Uh, at the top, you know, 10,000 feet, you're going to find the bristlecone uh, trees and pines and firs and stuff, so... It's wild how um, a Joshua can tree a, jo- a Joshua tree can survive at like no rain, high temps. Yeah, because it looks like it needs water. You know, the rest of those plants, the salt brush, the uh, that creosote bu- bush, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, they look like the types of plants that would just not need water. Yeah, but hey. Yeah, nature gonna nature. <laughs> nature, okay. gonna nature. <laughs> so some of the animals uh, that you might encounter where Terry went missing: bighorn sheep, uh, the American badger. Roadrunner, desert blonde tarantula, the sidewinder, the, the, the panamint rattlesnake, uh, the common king snake, which over 12 types of snakes in that area, uh, several lizard species, coyotes, bobcats, and cougars. So I, I think your ma- main threat in this area is going to be snakes. Yes. Um, anytime you've, you hike in a desert environment, you got to be mindful of uh, where you're stepping. If you get bit by a rattlesnake out, you know, and you don't have any anti-venom, it could kill you. Yep. Yeah, so. you don't. That's a bad spot. Yeah. You'll clot your blood up, and you'll be done. Uh, if you are be, if you're heading beyond Corn Creek, you need high clearance vehicle. Four wheel drive is suggested. You uh, make sure your vehicle is ready for the trip. Check your tires, fuel. So they're giving a lot of tips about you're kind of stuck out there. Like yeah, you make like sure this thing's going to handle it. Yes. Yeah, it's very rugged. Um, past this Corn Creek area. Yeah, they say the most common problem people experience is flat tires. Uh, a spare is a must. Yeah. Uh, mine shafts pose a serious threat to anyone not familiar with the area. So with the digging, 
Um, you could just fall into one of those. That's no good. Uh, exposure and lack of natural water are big. So there's heat. There's sun. It is the desert. Yes. It says carry and drink at least one gallon or four liters of water per person per day. Water in springs and water developments, also known as guzzlers, <laughs> is for wildlife and emergency use only, with the exception of wiregrass spring near hidden forest cabin all water must be purified prior to consumption this is interesting too i've never hiked in an area where you're restricted from the natural water um so that just you really got to be prepared and bring your own water and are they springs yeah i mean they are uh do they like, not like refill fast or something or they like just don't want to contaminate canyon lands when we hike there uh the springs are very erratic we and they had like charts up in the ranger station oh, sometimes like, they're like dry they mark the coordinates yeah and when we checked them all they were dry um, that's scary yeah i know you've talked about it before but yep. there's been a couple times where you're like oh yeah there's water up there and you go and then it's gone whenever you hike in a desert environment just assume you're not going to find natural water so you really got to carry <laughs> everything you plan on drinking yes so uh water is rare yet vitally a vital commodity in the desert the only creek and pond as well as the springs found on the refuge provide life-sustaining water for all the wildlife and are home for aquatic species there are flash floods because the ground is doesn't absorb water good if it rains a lot uh, flash floods can happen quickly and during any time of the year particularly during the summer monsoons a rainstorm miles away can cause a flash flood through a storm-free area we learned that in uh Zion. Yes. I remember that the guy was wild. The guy telling us that even if it rains 30, 40 miles away, that it can cause Yeah, none flash of it floods. none of it gets absorbed. When so it just that keeps dry, going. Yeah, go out in your yard when it hasn't rained for like three weeks and pour like a bucket of water in the ground. It doesn't soak in. It runs off. Yeah. So now do that to the scale of Earth. <laughs> and that's where we should tell that story for a Patreon episode about how all those people died and it was like the most death that Park's seen ever. Real cheery story. Yeah, but we were in the freaking yeah, canyon the where they group. died, but like we were smart about it. We followed the instructions, got out what two hours early. We got we were the last the group they gave a permit to. Yeah. Um and then we got out and they weren't letting anyone else they weren't issuing new permits. Once you have a permit, they can't legally take it from you. Yeah. So yeah, and a group went in after they shouldn't have, and you have to sign up for Patreon. We'll do a Patreon episode yes, on that. So yes. there you go. There you go. Uh, but if you are in an area with flash flood and you hear storms, you want to keep to higher ground, avoid hiking and camping in washes and canyons. Flash floods are misleading in their depth and speed. Never attempt to drive through or otherwise enter flood water. So it's pretty simple to see. If you go to those areas, you can look. It looks like dried up riverbeds. Yeah, and you can see kind of where they occur. And You'll where, see debris from trees yes. and bolt. You'll see boulder like in Zion. There were boulders the size of like Greyhound buses that would get moved down the narrows from water flow. Yeah. You so. do not want to be in the waters they move. It's ridiculous how fast it moves. So yeah. be mindful of that. Restricted areas. <laughs> the western half of desert NWR is used by the U.S. Air Force and as part of the Nevada test and training range. Yep. So a lot of military presence out yep, in this you, area. You don't want to wander. No. <laughs> so uh, difficulty in general, due to the conditions and nature of desert hiking, this could be a tough area to hike if you are not prepared. So cell phone reception is also very sparse. Still bring it with you. We always say that. Yeah. But there are numerous activities for people to do. Biking on the public roads only, uh, hiking and horseback riding, uh, breaking in your brand new horse that you found. Uh, <laughs> don't do that last one. It's like Pokemon. I'm just going to go catch right. one. Got to catch them all. Uh, camping is allowed year round on the refuge in the designated areas. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Kenny Veach. 
Uh, he went by, and we've talked about this a couple times, his trail name Snake Bite McGee, uh, <laughs> which is his YouTube channel. And we'll play a little a little clip later from that. Uh, the date he went missing was November 10th of 2014. His remains were not found. Uh, he was a male, 47 years old at the time of the disappearance. He was 5'8", 140 pounds, had brown hair. And the clothing he was last seen in, on most of these trips, he went alone, uh, camping out for several days with minimum supplies and without GPS, compass, or even a map. So this guy, uh, Mike can attest to this, he was kind of nuts when it came to hiking. Yeah, I mean, not to, uh, you know, throw any shade at him. This is what other, you know, experienced hikers and climbers have said about him is he was pretty reckless in his his hiking and um, would, you know, by our standards, very unprepared for a hike like this. I would never go hiking where he did without, you know, the proper equipment, but that's what he did. Yep. And he, he did it for a long time with no issue. Yeah, so when we say that, we're not speaking ill, we're giving facts. So these are yeah. his quotes directly. This is kind of just to set up his personality. Yeah, you'll get um, an idea what he's like. Yeah. I solo hike across mountaintops that most people wouldn't dare go. I have been in more caves than I can count. I play with rattlesnakes for fun, <laughs> but this one particular cave was beyond anything I had ever encountered. He's talking about the M cave in this quote. Yes. I have been doing this sort of thing for over 20 years. I go where no one goes, and I never take anyone with me. I find skulls of all shapes and sizes, and occasionally I find really old animal traps. I hike over mountaintop after mountaintop and sleep on peaks under the stars. Sometimes I have a scale. I have to scale giant cliffs to get myself out of, out of a jam, but I always make it back. I'm beat up and tired, and my pack is almost always heavier than when I left. I had to be rescued only one time by a helicopter. I had blown out my left leg at the top of a mountain, and I only had a cup of water left to get me 20 miles back to my truck. I was also It was also over 100 degrees out, so I have a very good safety record. <laughs> so you can kind of get from you know some of his quotes, and he, he posted a lot of comments on YouTube. That's where most of these quotes come from. Um, kind of a very confident guy in his abilities. I would say so, very confident and, in his abilities. Yeah, and uh, kind of a showman. You know, I think he's obviously, you know, peacocking a little bit here. I, I don't know that everything that he talks about he's done. But yeah. It, it makes, he sounds like a real colorful character. Yeah. And a real interesting person if you happen to come across him, like, out on the trail. <laughs> yep. Pride comes before the fall. Yeah, that's <laughs> what comes to mind when, when I, I read quotes like that. Yeah. So, occupation hobby. Reports and social media posts state that he had quit his job of 17 years to pursue starting up his own business. Uh, but this had been something of a failure, and he was essentially living on his retirement money. Apparently, that business was not doing well as he had anticipated. Most of his YouTube videos document uh, documented him practicing pitches for Shark Tank, and in one of the videos, he talked about selling his home because he was running out of capital. Uh, his experience in the wilderness. He was an experienced solo hiker and spent much of his free time exploring the Mojave, K Mojave and Great Basin deserts of Nevada and California, but he often took risks either through lack of preparation or hiking dangerous areas that experienced hikers frowned upon. So it sounded like he probably knew how to do it right, but yeah. was the type of person where he's like, well, I'm going to try and do it in a more crazy way. Yeah. And so. I think he was also, when trying to find this cave, so driven to find it that he maybe, you know, overlooked some of the preparations and was just like, I got to get out there and find it again. Like, yeah. I don't care. Nothing's stopping me. All right. Uh, so his experience in that location, Kenny was 
not new to the desert hiking. He had claimed to uh, hiked extensively in the Mojave Desert area, even leaving several YouTube comments on the Area 51 video detailing his experience. Uh, some of his friends and family statements, many fellow hikers in the U.S. deserts would call his trips reckless without the necessary preparations and equipment. Um, so, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you, you get a sense that um, something hadn't happened to him yet by l- sheer luck. It was a, he was go- getting like a little cockier because he was yeah. able to pull all this stuff off and not you know come away unscathed so many times and that's just rolling the dice yeah. every time and eventually you're gonna roll snake eyes. Yeah. Look at all these gambling I references know. I'm gonna yeah, keep we, coming we up. Should, with. I didn't even think of that. I should mix more into this. It just came up with right right now on the fly. So uh, before I get into timeline, I just want to quickly thank uh, friends at Magic Mind for sponsoring this episode. Joe's actually gonna drink one right now. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I, I'm very tired, so I'm, yeah. I'm literally gonna. I, I asked Mike. I was like, "Hey, can I can I drink this? I've been had a long day." He's like, "No, wait, wait till we're recording." Yeah, so I actually have run out, so I'm gonna have to re up and order. But uh, hey, Magic Mind, we we need some more of these yeah. these delicious drinks for uh, the show. But, you know, as I mentioned the last time we talked about Magic Mind, you know, Joe, I I'm getting so little sleep right now, having a newborn at home. Oh, here, you can have a drink right here in front of the video, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I've been a caffeine-aholic for a long time, and, you you know, caffeine is, you know, the more you take, the more you got to keep taking to, like, feel awake from it. And at a, at a certain point, there's just too much. And you Yeah, start- when you're at, like, I think it was two cases of soda a day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you just get jittery, and uh, it, it's just not fun. It gets tough to focus. But, uh, you know, Magic Mind, I have been taking it. Joe and I don't, uh, you know, promote anything we don't use and it's i only got two grams of sugars and it says it's honey yeah it's so it, it's, it's like super good yeah it's good uh now only 15 calories i take it right in the morning you know after i get up kind of like when you'd have your first coffee and Ooh, three grams of carbs this will fit uh within a keto diet if you do one yeah i think you can only have like five grams a day yeah they call it a productivity shot um you know boosts all kinds of things like memory mood increases focus um lowers stress and inflammation it's got a lot of nice you know vitamins in it like tropics for focus i like that now i've done uh the three that we had here i did in the last three episodes yeah um and if you notice in those ones the episodes slowly got better (laughs) (laughs) debatable but we'll say they did yeah um no this is good stuff it tastes good actually too that's what I. yeah you know i mean some of the energy drinks you drink like um won't name them by name but the i call them the hourly drinks just taste awful oh they give me headaches like you're drinking battery acid or something i'm the type of person like i can't drink too much caffeine or energy drinks i get headaches that one does not give me headaches so i actually like you know the cool thing with magic mind is uh they don't they're not spending all their money on doing crazy stunts or having people jump out of balloons they actually um you know have committed to a carbon neutral production process and they also are contributing to reforestation in California and the the Amazon. And they contribute, um, I think it's five cents of every bottle sold to mental health charities for impoverished and, you know, homeless communities. So there you go. Save the environment, get energy. Get energy, save the environment, help, um, you know, people that are worse off than you. And... Uh, and most importantly, help the show. <laughs> and you're helping the show. <laughs> That's so, not the most important. But, Mike, how do people get a good deal on this drink? Because they heard it here first. Tell me. So they are offering an exclusive deal to Locations Unknown listeners. Right now, with the discount code UNKNOWN20 at checkout, you can get 20% off your first one-time purchase. But I think 
and Joe thinks you're going to like it so much. Why stop with one purchase when you can do a subscription? So they are offering 40% off your first subscription with that same discount code unknown 20 at checkout. These codes only do last for 10 days. So you got to jump on it and, you know, spend your entire paycheck on magic mind. (laughs) At least one. That's what we recommend. Um, So if you want to take advantage of this, like we said, more energy, help the environment, help people less advantaged than you, and help the show out, go to magicmind.co slash unknown. That would be M-A-G-I-C-M-I-N-D dot C-O forward slash U-N-K-N-O-W-N. I still say unknown, unknown, because I have to speak, uh, I've got bad phonics, so I have to, <laughs> I have to do it like literally. So... Uh, just once again, thank you to Magic Mind yes, uh, thank for you. helping the show out, and hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll be with us in the future. So, and always remember, we do not chill for things we do not believe in. Yes, we've turned down many offers. So, even though we're a new podcast, we don't need money bad enough that we're going to lie to you guys. So, I mean, you know, if- I did for those who weren't watching, I did just slam the shot. It did taste good, and I'll let you know how it goes. I mean, we turned down the flashlight. They, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. They never. <laughs> they never. Uh, they never asked yeah. guys. And uh, I urge you not to Google the flesh. Yeah. I shouldn't have even mentioned it. <laughs> it's okay. All right, let's get into the timeline. Into the timeline. So this all starts out out on June of 2014. So in June 2014, he left a comment on a video called "A Son of an Area 51 Technician," stating, "Now this is a quote from him." That ain't nothing. I'm a long-distance hiker. One time during one of my hikes out by Nellis Air Force Base, I found a hidden cave. The entrance to the cave was shaped like a perfect capital M. He goes on to say, I always enter enter every cave I find, but as I began to enter this particular cave, my whole body began to vibrate. The closer I got to the cave entrance, the worse the vibrating became. Suddenly, I became very scared and hightailed it out of there. That was one of the strangest things that ever happened to me. So the M-shaped cave that Kenny was referring to in this YouTube comment was what he estimated around seven miles from Nellis Air Force Base in the Sheep Mountains. So Joe, uh, if you're you're watching yep. this, Joe's got Google Earth up here, and he's kind of showing you kind of yeah, here's Sheep Peak right here. Yeah, it's a very rugged, dry, you know, mountainous desert region yeah, of Nevada. Very, very deserty desert desert desert-y region. Desert. Um, so I'll zoom out so you can kind of see like there's Vegas, uh, right here. Yeah. So it's you're not too far outside of the city, but I mean, you can walk on the strip in Vegas and be exhausted yeah. in the city. So this is far enough where it doesn't matter. So the, the unique part about this area where Kenny was hiking was it's full of old mine shafts that the military had used to dispose of chemicals and was, it's very isolated and tough to Are you get serious? There. They used to just like dump stuff yeah. down my shafts. Oh Yeah. That's why you got So be, he thought he was vibrating and he yeah. was just like inhaling toxic, toxic fumes. fumes probably, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. He claims that it took him around 10 hours of hiking to reach the area of the M cave and then to return to his car. It was it, this is also a well-known place for drug addicts and dealers who had taken up residence in the area and it's even been known for dumping ground for uh, murder victims bodies. So that I definitely believe. Not a great area to be hiking around, especially by yourself. Um, so many fellow YouTubers, uh, YouTube posters were skeptical, and some commented that he was you know, BSing about the experience in the MK of Discovery. Others dared him to go back and get more footage, and he responded, 
with a follow-up hike to the same area in the Sheep Mountains. One poster who went by the, the username Lemmy, Lemmy Killmister uh, warned Kenny not to return that you won't get out. So people don't know. Um, you know, people have speculated, did this poster know anything? Was he trolling? Uh, my guess is it was a troll. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's the internet. <laughs> so October 18th, uh, despite the, the warning that he got in the comments, he returned again to the desert, but this time with his Ruger 9mm gun, and he posted a YouTube video of his hike uh, trying to find the M cave. So Joe is going to pull this up and uh, make sure to put the audio up. Good point. I there did we go. that the one time. Here we go. We'll just watch a few second minutes of this. Well, here I am on my hike up here in the mountains north of Las Vegas. This is the uh, this is a canyon I just walked up in. Now you can't tell, but my truck is way out there by the mount mountains at the very very end of this valley. It's kind of like a big canyon. Uh, on the other side of these mountains, I'll show you in a second. Are the uh, is the bombing range, the Nellis Air Force bombing range. Um, they do a lot of practice stuff out there. This is an old mine, and there's a hole here that just goes way down. I'll show you that. And then uh, look at that ladder. The last time yeah. I came up here, I hiked up to the top of uh, what they call Gas Peak, and I spent the night. Um, it was a two-day hike, and then I hiked all the way down to another valley over here, and went past this mountain range you see on my right all the way back out to the flat desert. Now, the camera doesn't pick this up very well, but it's a long way. And uh, I just romp around out here, do some solo hikes, and have some fun. My mission today is to uh, just do a one-day hike. It's about a 10-hour hike. Um, I gotta still go over another ridge and then go all the way down uh, a big crevice that's real narrow and gets kind of scary. Uh, and uh, I'm looking for a cave that I, I found, and I didn't have a I didn't have a sidearm when I was here before. And something about that cave just spooked me. Out of all the caves I've ever gone in, this one just made my body vibrate. The closer I got to it, the crazier my body felt. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to go in there right now, but I'm coming back someday. And I talked to some people on YouTube, and I told them, hey, I'm coming out here, you know, because they, they kind of called my hand on it. So I don't know if there's going to be anything <laughs> to it, but it, it might I'm gonna be I'm going to jump to this spot. It says, uh, look at I this. Find it, I didn't I know they had this. This is the most replayed area. Okay. Range. I'm going to jump here. And this thing's uh, 20, min 20 minutes long. We'll link it so if you want to watch all things yeah shaped like a, it's like it's shaped oh is that it like is that ladder. it yeah. i don't think so so oh that looks like it little out. caves and stuff along here and it's about it's about level with the ground like, he never found like, it right, again like an oh, area okay. like this so i really got to keep my eyes peeled because i don't want to pass it that one looked like an m yeah i mean, <laughs> I mean too small to get in caves yeah, like I mean, that he wasn't vibrating so it wasn't the right one <laughs> yeah Looks like something in there. Yeah, it does. It looks like there's like I'm a guy in there. Yeah. <laughs> there's caves. There's actually caves all over the place up here. It's kind of a. It's a really cool place if you want. If you want to come spelunking, this is the place to come spelunking, man. That's wild. All right, I'll pause it. We'll link. We'll link this in the video if you want to see what it looks like. He looks more normal than I would have guessed. Yeah. No, he looks like a super normal guy. He's just like super into like backcountry solo yeah. hiking, like minimalist doesn't bring really anything with him and i don't know if you have gas peak pulled up 
Um, Let's see here. That's, that's what he, he was pointing at that. I'll look it up because I can search in here while you keep talking. Yeah, so um, like you said, that was a video of his around the second time he went Is out looking gas for. Gas, G-A-S? Um, I believe... Uh, Let's see here. It was called uh, Gas Peak, G-A-S-S, yeah. Right. Um, so he could he he did talk back and forth with a lot of people on YouTube, and you can go back and see a lot of his posts. They're all still out there. His channel is still live on YouTube, and Joe's pulling up Gas Peak right now. This is kind of where he there was. He, he was obviously north of that a bit, but he was talking about that was the direction he came from, I believe. Or he yeah, slept there's up there. Gas Peak Trail. Yeah. So yeah, it was almost you know what it looked like because he's pointing to like the left and the right. It's almost like he was like in here. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, he talked about like being on this side, and he was like in the valley. It's tough because this area, it's not like a national park where there's defined trails. It's um, very remote, and he most of the time hiked off the grid. Basically, he didn't hike on known roads or anything like that. He would just go up over a mountain. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, in another comment he posted around this time of October 18th of 2014, he wrote, maybe it's just strange looking cave that has a mountain lion living in it. It should be some time this week. I will have my nine millimeter with me this time, just in case last time I was unarmed. It's a 10 hour hike, no trails, very dangerous terrain. He goes on to say the mountain is located right next to the bombing range. I found some giant empty rounds of ammo before. I've just been waiting for the Vegas weather to cool down. It's not the kind of hike one would do in the summer. Sounds like he's an area he shouldn't have been in. Well, he also, it, so it goes on, he, you know, he parked his vehicle in the Joe May Canyon area and probably headed to areas like Corkscrew Canyon and the valley around Gas Peak. Though this time he was unsuccessful in locating it. This resulted in even more negative comments on YouTube that, he was a liar and that the cave never existed in the first place. So a theme throughout all this is he breaks the golden rule of, you know, content creators is don't read the comments. Don't go on Twitter or don't engage. Don't engage because yeah. um, we get a lot of, we get negative stuff on YouTube and I, early on I used to engage and now I, I just ignore. Yeah. I still want, Wait. I want to engage. I know. But, <laughs> I know. Um, I always tell you, like, they said this, we got to address them. Like, we're not going to address <laughs> yeah. it. Don't address it. Don't give um, them any fuel. So, you know, he goes on to, he commented on YouTube after the second hike. He wrote, I got back from a 10 hour hike yesterday. I completely searched the whole darn area or darn canyon. Uh, I could not relocate the cave. I found a tarantula, a tortoise, and a ram, but I could not find the cave. I don't know if you've ever climbed up and down a mountain for 10 hours, but it wore me out. <laughs> All I got out of it were some nice photos and a big bag full of pinion nuts. This is the perfect time of year to find pinion nuts. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, he also responded to some more negative comments. Uh, he said, I have a video of the hike. If you'd like to see it, I hike completely around a large mountain. Do you even have a clue what it's like? There are hundreds of caves up and down the canyons I was in. I overestimated my ability to find the one I was looking for. It's rare for me to take the same hike twice. I don't use trails, and I cover extremely long distances. If you think you could do better, go for it. I have worn. I have to warn you, though, it's brutal on the feet. I often will lose one or two toenails after one of my longer hikes. That's happened to me before. Yeah. Uh, the nails take such a punishment that they turn black and fall off. If you've ever hiked, uh, if you've never hiked solo for 15 miles in a mountainous region, and then climbed to the top of a mountain you've never seen before, spent the night on the peak, 
and climbed down the next morning and then climbed another tall mountain the next day and spent <laughs> the night again. Then hiked 15, 20 miles all the way back to your vehicle the following day, worn out with little to no water left, carrying a heavier pack than you left and barely having enough strength left to climb your stairs when you get home and slid into a hot tub of water to rejuvenate yourself. You have no room to speak. Oh, he was getting really, he really, getting, really heard of, heard about the words. Yeah, so and he's not even done here. So, yes, oh, God. He, goes, he goes on finally here. Yes, this is what I do for fun. No, I don't find the damn – no, I didn't find the damn cave – I'm only a little disappointed. I can always go back and try again. I guess I need to start posting the videos of my hikes and of me catching rattlesnakes and critters. Then people like you would stop doubting me. So I started reading a bunch of quotes, but this really does help kind of set the tone for the hikes he's been on. Um, so, at, you know, after he's going back and forth with, you know, people doubting him, he, uh, you know, Kenny told the YouTubers he was going on a third trip to the area to find the M cave and he invited others to join him, but no one offered to accompany him. He wrote, I'm going again this weekend. I'll be hiking solo for three days. I plan on covering about 40 miles. I will cross through the same Canyon where I found the cave. If I don't find it again, I will just continue hiking over the mountain. I'll continue hiking over mountain after mountain to the North of the Canyon. I dare any of the people that like to run their miles on here to join me. My hikes are brutal on the body, and one of my long hikes, some of my toenails turn black and fall off. I lose about 13 pounds of body weight. It takes me about three days to recover from the abuse I put myself through, but I love every minute of it. There is no guarantee that I'll find the cave. The region that I cover is vast. There are many caves. I've been in hundreds of them. The M Cave is the only cave I ever feared going inside. I really want to find it again. So that sets up... Um, oh, and Joe on the screen, I'll get to that quote. I, I'm not showing it right now. I'm oh. reading it, but yeah. I don't know that I'll read all of it. I have it in our notes. Yeah, it's long. It's long. So let's fast forward to November 10th. That's, of 2014. that's what's crazy about this video. Like was his business probably trying to like do something like this. It has like 2.7 million views on this one video. Well, I, it got a lot bigger as sadly. Once I, he went that's missing. what I'm kind of getting yeah. at is like nobody probably watched it until he's probably trying to build that audience. And unfortunately yeah. him missing is what actually he's got 53,000 subscribers. Yeah. 60,000 likes, 2.7 million views. Like he could have started making money, but like he only got big because he got lost. Back in 2014, you know, the making money on YouTube wasn't as developed as it is now. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel bad that he wasn't able to, you know, monetize some of this. Um, But yeah, he was like early content creator. Yeah. So November 10th, 2014, Kenny told his girlfriend, Sharon Pilgrim, that he was leaving to find uh, the cave on a solo hike. Uh, He told his family he was going to hike the mountains and plan to return two days later. This would be the last time anyone would see or hear from Kenny. So around November 14th, 2014, when he didn't return home, his girlfriend, Sharon, uh, contacted the Las Vegas police. Unfortunately, a search and rescue effort didn't kick off for about another week. They waited for signs from Kenny, and I'm guessing they did this just because the nature of how he hiked he would kind of go off grid and, you know, do his own thing and then, you know, come back out. So around roughly, I didn't get a specific date for this, but around the 22nd time frame of November is when um, the search effort really kicked off. Uh, large search parties were formed, helicopters were deployed, and the Nevada Red Rocks search and rescue team were looking for Kenny. Uh, dozens of SAR personnel were combing the mountains and... Um, Aaron ground uh, searchers had, you know, searched 
for several days but didn't find any clues. Then, like I said, on November 22nd, they found his cell phone. So they actually found his cell phone in this in front of that same mine yeah, shaft. I just, that put, I just threw it up. Was in the video, yeah. <clears throat> oh, um, that one he was filming at is where they found it. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, so the cell phone was located on November 22nd. They found it resting on the ground outside of an entrance to a mine. Um, this is the local Channel 3, uh, KSNV My News 3 in Las Vegas uh, yeah. story we have up on the screen. Uh, it came out on Saturday, November 22nd, so it was the day they discovered it. They wrote the story. Yeah, so Red Rock Search and Rescue Commander Dave Cummings told News 3 Las Vegas, uh, this is his quote, We found a cell phone close to a very vertical old mine shaft, and we can't find another trail. It doesn't mean that he's down the mine shaft, but we have tracked him as far as we can. We are having our other crews come in from the search areas. This led many to believe that he had probably fallen into the deep mine shaft and died from the fall. But when cameras were sent down to investigate, there was no sign of a dead body or that the pit had even been disturbed. So he wasn't in that mine shaft. Weird. So like he like left his cell phone and maybe forgot it there or something. Yeah. Well, we'll get into theories why that he might've done that. Okay. Okay. I always get ahead of myself. You do. Um, so yeah, like I said, no body, no clues, no other belongings have ever been found throughout the uh, region. Uh, a lot of people felt like it was like he just vanished off the face of the earth. And we've had this this theme in other cases where it seems like they just disappeared like poof into thin air. But yep. um, So just some notes I had on this case, you know, things I found strange. Um, one of the things that was kind of strange about this day that he went missing was he decided to do another day hike without overnight camping equipment, um, which his hikes in there are always like 10 hour hikes. So usually always overnight overnight camps. So he did not bring that gear with him. Um, but a lot of people have said he has been known to be a reckless desert hiker. So that's not entirely out of character for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a 10 hour hike would not leave him much daylight once he got to that area. So it was still a little strange. He also left his video camera behind, which he used for his previous MK video that we, we were watching. So um, I, then, strangely, Joe's got this massive quote up. On uh, the, I, I'll throw it up right now. On the screen. I'm not going to read all of it. It's from his girlfriend. Um, she... Unfortunately, YouTube doesn't tell you a date and time for comments, so we don't know exactly. It just says six years ago. We don't know exactly when she left this comment. But Let it was, this soft oh, mineral melt oh, in your... <laughs> what the heck happened? I just clicked uh, on the comment. That was my bad. I'm sorry, everybody. So uh, we don't know exactly when she left this comment, but it was after he went missing. It was some time after he went missing, and she just went into talking about how they've camped and hiked all over the Nevada desert, sometimes nine hours a day. They would find abandoned mining towns and caves and mine shafts. She always said they were all, always very careful in how they explored them. Um, she did say Kenny was more daring than she was. Uh, they talk, She talked about how they wore snake guards, and they had some protected clothing. They used walking sticks. They brought enough water and food for the hiking hours and extra water and food in the car. So... She really wanted to say that she didn't think he had an accident. She thinks he committed suicide. And this isn't, I, I'll get into really? actual theories. Okay. But she basically said he's battled depression for many years and he would sometimes go off his medication. Uh, he quit his job a little more than a year before he disappeared. So um, she thinks that. 
Hold on, you you miss a very important part. What? Right after that, he wanted to see if he could sell his inventions and do what he called cowboy interior design for homes. I did miss that. You did that? That is a, I, I need to know what that is. Well, <laughs> uh, so yeah, he uh, we'll we'll get into theories. So, um, we'll post a link to this video, and people can go read the entire. It's a couple massive paragraphs of yeah it's long comments if but you're watching you'll see I, I just highlighted that part but her general f- theme of her comment was that she didn't think it was an accident she think he sh- thinks he went out there to commit suicide so um yeah she wrote you aren't gonna pull a robin williams on me are you that's what she asked him so Jeez. there is there actually was another um youtuber that started up a search for um kenny and videoed his searches his name on youtube was aqua chigger um and he decided to document his attempts to find veach in the desert in his december 9th 2021 video uh he comes across uh aqua chigger comes across a few things that led him to change his thoughts about what may have happened to veach he goes on to quote One thing in particular that was very odd is a stone pillbox-like structure overlooking the approaches to the area. I also discovered some large scat with large chunks of animal bone in it, and that begins to change my thoughts on how I should conduct any future searches. I suspect there could be mountain lions roaming the hills for sure now. I also found a badger skull not too far away and they too would be capable of devouring and scattering human remains. I also found evidence of two separate mountain sheep deaths, uh, and one had severely fractured leg bone, which could also be a sign of how and why Kenny never came back out of the hills so many years ago. His searches include the so-called MK Valley in the Sheep Mountain area, and other areas sometimes come uh, to him in self-described premonitions. It seems that his conclusion is that Veach succumbed to the elements, but no body has been found to this day. So um, this YouTuber that has been hiking in this area looking for him doesn't think it was suicide, thinks he had an accident, and then the wildlife, uh, you know, dealt with. Yeah, took care of the rest. Yeah. So we're going to jump into theories now, and I'll give you a list of theories from family, friends, other hikers, and then you can tell me what you think. Um, Obviously, the most prominent theory is suicide based on what his girlfriend said. So Kenny's apparent negative state of mind may have given him uh, the thought to end his life, and the MK story was a perfect excuse. But if this was his intent, where are Kenny's remains? Nothing has ever been found despite all of the official and voluntary searches. Perhaps he jumped into one of the many mine shafts in the Sheep Mountains and will never be found. That was theory number one. Mm-hmm. Two, intentional disappearance. So did Kenny disappear to start a new life and escape you know, troubles at home? He definitely appeared to have a lot of financial issues. Um, so it led a lot of people to wonder, did he fake his own death to get out of the debt he was in? Maybe. Okay. Uh, misadventure. Uh, you know, Did he fall down one of the mine shafts? Did he succumb to the heat and d- die from uh, hyperthermia, hypothermia, or dehydration? Was he bitten by a snake? Um, only his phone was found. There was no sign of a body despite a large search. Um, was his girlfriend somehow involved? People have speculated that. Uh, getting into some more of the interesting theories, I would call them. Uh, one is military action. 
Uh, so did, yeah, he seemed pretty nonchalant about being in the Nulls Air Force Base yeah. bombing area. Yeah. So had did you know did he discover a secret entrance to Area Fifty One? Ooh. Uh, all the vibrations with strange effects on his body caused by classified military technology. Some theorize Ooh, element. Uh, what is it? Element two fifteen or <laughs> I don't know. What's like what? Remember uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Oh, the guy. The, yeah, the guy who claimed, like, he was an engineer at Area 51. The, with the glasses. Yeah, with the body and the arms. <laughs> so, uh, some theorize that covert black ops in the military took Kenny out as he had discovered something he shouldn't have. Some focused on the existence of Area 51. Element 115. There Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Um, some focused on the existence of Area 51 and the fact that Veach's cell phone was found near Nellis Air Force Base. Allegedly, there are several tunnels below the Nevada desert accessed by this base, and those tunnels lead to imprisoned aliens and other military secrets. So others say that the strange vibration and subsequent feelings of fear experienced by Kenny as he approached this cave could have been the effects of what, have, of what is known as an active denial system. So an active denial system is a non-lethal directed energy weapon developed by the U.S. military designed for area denial, perimeter security, and crowd control. Informally, the weapon is called the heat ray since it works by heating the surface of targets such as the skin of targeted human subjects without damaging muscle tissue. Investigators have theorized that the device used in this particular cave could instead have been based on infrasound. Infrasound is a relatively new discovery of ultra-low frequency sound waves, which have significant effects on human beings when they are exposed to them. People are reported to experience strange vibrations, auditory and visual hallucinations, and intense feelings of fear when subject to such low frequencies. So, did he come across some kind of covert entrance to one of these bases and they had one of these uh, ultra-low frequency denial systems in place which is what he was feeling i mean pretty far-fetched but you know you never know <laughs> um another theory hoax so some people believed the entire situation was a hoax citing the lack of articles and media coverage concerning the disappearance they claim that his facebook page seeks to legitimize the case however the lack of reputable information on the police search in comparison to the multiple conspiracy sites running his story makes the veracity of the event seem questionable. Skeptics also noticed that Veach only had five YouTube videos uploaded to his channel, and four of them involved, involved selling things. Some have wondered if he... Uh, did he leave his initial comment about the MCAVE on another YouTube channel before dropping the highly anticipated MCAVE hike video in an attempt to gain internet points? Unlike his other videos, the MCAVE upload garnered over a million views, and like Joe said, it's over two million now. Mm-hmm. However, <clears throat> Veach's story was featured on the CNN docuseries Real Life Nightmares, making it less likely to be a hoax with so many actors fooling a large news network. So um, I, did, I don't think it was a hoax. Um, finally, just the last couple of theories, animal attack. Um, some speculate that he may have gotten bit by a rattlesnake or attacked by a mountain lion. Uh, but this is also met with doubt because he, was, he did have a gun with him. I mean, a gun wouldn't protect you from a rattlesnake, but a mountain lion it would. Yeah. Um, so I, I think a, a, a rattlesnake bite would be plausible, but you would think searchers, if he was bit and didn't end up in a mine shaft, would find his body out there. 
Yeah. But um, but they say, you know, no blood was found anywhere, not even on his phone, and there was nothing to indicate animal predation in this location. So authorities kind of ruled that one out. Uh, foul play, like we mentioned earlier in the episode, um, this area is known to harbor, you know, drug addicts, and people have dumped, you know, bodies in this area in the past. So I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that with how he just hikes off the grid, no trails, no roads, that he maybe came across something going on. And yeah, they made him leave the cell phone, or they left the cell phone it, there on purpose. If a criminal element's already out there dumping one murder victim, yeah, if he came and across sees that, it, they're not going to hesitate to kill you. Um, so um, that's a possibility. And finally, uh, UFOs because Area yep. Fifty One. Yep. I don't have anything else for UFOs. Just. He found a secret entrance to the U- the alien jail or something. All right. I think we give our theories, and I have a little surprise for you. <laughs> What's that? I just discovered. Well, I'll tell you when we're done with theories. Okay. So, what what do you think happened? Um, I'll give my real theory. I think more than likely, he fell into a mine shaft. Just, yeah, I think he fell in. There's so many of them. Uh, I, I was thinking about it's what's neat about doing. Well, not neat. That's a bad word to use. Uh, but about, we did the case with Paul Miller. Yeah. Um, it was hard for them to find him yeah. and he was not in a cave. No, he was, he was close. Yeah. He was trail. close by and they, and they had to use that special technology to find him. Yeah. So if this guy's going in and out of these caves and there's hundreds of them, the odds of them finding him, I like, Needle in a stack of needles is kind yeah. of how I look at it. So I think it's just they, they just couldn't find them, and you have only a, a certain amount of people in time to do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most likely. The cell phone thing, that makes it a little bit harder where I'd maybe lean a little bit towards he came across some bad people and they did bad things. Yeah. Um, but there's also the possibility he left it there. I've left my, like, put my cell phone down and, like, did other things and kind of walked away before. That's something yeah. that can happen. Um, I do also... It's funny because the the girlfriend had mentioned the suicide thing. She just went right to it. So could it have been like a setup where she's involved or whatever? Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, I want to go towards the most likely that he just succumbed to the elements somehow, either okay. with his recklessness or whatever. He's been kind of playing around with that too often, and eventually you're going to get bit. Yeah, I was the saying you... Uh, mess with the horns or... Uh, yeah, yeah, mess with the bull, you get the horns. You get the horns, yeah. 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 I mean, I think personally... Or if you mess with the... Horns, you get the bowl. I don't know. Yeah. You just don't want either I one. <laughs> um, I think I have two theories on equal footing. I think I think suicide is a very possible theory based on what the girlfriend said. And perhaps he put his cell phone there and then went down a different mine shaft to kind of throw in, you know searchers off. So mm-hmm. they think he was there, but he's like, you so know. So why do you think, because usually suicide victims... Don't want to be stopped, but they want to yeah. be found. That's, yeah, I don't that, know. that's what was weird. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I'm just going off of, you know, the information she provided that he would go off his medication. He had financial troubles. He's been battling depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a high probability. I also think misadventure is a nice way of saying it, that he, he does so many risky things that eventually something bad was going to happen. He already blew his knee out once. And had to get taken out of there by a helicopter. Yeah, and um, he doesn't follow itineraries, doesn't use GPS, no. it just makes all the mistakes. Yeah, and so I think that is a very high probable probability of happening. 
And there's so many mine shafts, they can never search all of them. Yep. Like you said, maybe the phone just fell out of his pocket like he was there. Yeah. And it fell out of his pocket and he kept going. And he found a cave that he found, thought, you know, oh, this looks interesting. And you saw in that video, like the ladder and stuff that would, it's probably 100 years old. Oh, yeah. If you step maybe on Maybe he like tried climbing down one of those and it broke and he fell and he's mm-hmm. in one of those mine shafts. Yeah. I think, I think those are my two... You know, theories. What is this phrase we say? From off the, the deep end. Off the deep end. I gotta. We gotta find a song so I can hit a button and it plays like the. <laughs> dun, 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 I dun, wish dun, we could license like, the X Files theme, like something like that, yeah. like something crazy. I'll we should find. find some, I'll find. Yeah, something. Let's let's find something. Um, off the deep end. I think he discovered, uh, like an escape tunnel for like one of the military bases. Ooh, an exhaust shaft or something like. Ooh. Like maybe it was a tunnel for Area Fifty One that they use, like if they've got to get out of the base quick, mm-hmm. and it was guarded by the, one of these, den- you know, perimeter denial systems, and that's why he felt that vibration. Okay, and like high amounts of energy radiating, and maybe he he found the M cave again, and he pushed too far, cl- you know, too close to it. And okay, maybe he like passed out or something, and then the military, uh, they put his phone back by the mine shaft where his videos were. <laughs> yeah. And That's something like, they they're definitely capable of doing that. They're like we can't we can't like hand him over now. He's seen too much, and they just that's the last. Uh, happy ending. He's working there. <laughs> they didn't kill him. He's he's just working there and he can't leave. He's like that uh, in Independence Day that that scientist oh, that yeah. just like they don't let him out. Yeah. He's a little crazy. Uh, so yeah, that's my off the deep end theory. But I honestly do think that now that I think about it more, I mean suicide. I think is a a very close number two, but I think number one. Along with that aqua aqua guy on YouTube, I think he just had a an accident. Yeah, he pushed, I'm with her. He pushed the envelope too much, and you do risky things long enough, something bad's going to happen. You mess with the bull, you get the horns, Mike. <laughs> All right, what's your I, what's your surprise? I I am off the deep end with you too. Okay. I'm on your off the deep end train. Government involvement, Air yeah. 51, all the things. Definitely. My surprise is somebody found the M cave, according oh. to them, and it's got a million views. Sweet. I don't think it's the M cave, nor do the other people, because they said it, it's very visible. But that's yeah. the, the surprise is, hold on, let me get the volume going here, because I didn't listen to it. I was reading what they said. So uh, I believe that up there is the M cave. See that entrance? Uh, it looks like a, a letter M. Look at, oh, he's going he's gonna to trace it for us. Look at, there it is. Oh. Illuminati. <laughs> Fractals. A, so hold on, we're gonna. I'm not gonna make it. It's eight minutes long. We should post this too. He walks up there, looks suspicious right here. This little wall he's seeing. Oh yeah. Now let's go forward here, all the way to five minutes. What is this? It's empty. Oh, there's empty bottles. Wait for it. Something over here. Oh, there's something over here, Mike. There's some wood. <laughs> oh, here's a sign. <gasps> or what? something. A piece of metal. There's a piece of metal. What? <gasps> Warning, Area 51, okay. no trespassing. Here we go. Restricted area, no, no trespassing. And it was under some sticks. Yeah. So it definitely Force has been there for a while. Well, definitely I'm wasn't planted by <laughs> Don't want to trust my luck. You know, those secret military bases that put signs out with the this place, distinct so. location that it's the secret know. military yeah. base? Oh, what does that say? Danger, Area 51. Not sure why all this wood is in here or this bottle. Yeah. Or that sign. 
What's the what's the <clears throat> sorry, what's the channel? What's the username? Oh, uh, we'll do it. It's got a million views. Um let's see the, here. It is it's just some random guy. Let's see what it says. It is uh, exploring name? abandoned mines in unusual places channel. Oh, very specific. Yep, very specific. You're not gonna find uh He's got almost half of half a million subscribers though. Four hundred and thirteen thousand subscribers. Well, we'll we'll post links to all this stuff. You guys yep. can check it out for yep. yourselves. So he, I mean he found the Area fifty one restricted sign, use of deadly force authorized. We, you know, and once, the, that wood looks old, and yeah. the sign was under sticks. Once we once <laughs> and we, dirty. Once we hit, uh, <laughs> you know, like the big leagues for podcasting, we need. Oh my gosh! I got to play it again real quick. I wasn't sharing the screen, just uh, the sign part. I'm sorry, everybody, uh, but it's definitely here. I'll go right to the sign. Or something, a piece of metal. There it is. Here goes everybody watching. Everyone watching, probably like, you idiot. Like, <laughs> look at, look at. Hold on, I'm gonna pause it right here. Look at that. Here we go. Clear evidence. Warning. Restricted. Deadly use. Uh, use of deadly force authorized. No trespassing. Area fifty one. Real big. Real big. Boom. Case closed. I, I really, I've seen the other signs for Area fifty one. None of them say, "Oh, here you're at Area fifty one. Restricted <laughs> access." Know, right? That seems a little sus to me. No, no, <laughs> no, not at all. No, <laughs> definitely. All right, so I'll, I'll show. I won't play it, but there, see, he's traced the M. Yeah. I actually jumped right to it. That was pretty impressive. That was pretty impressive. See, look, there's the M. You can. Uh, I'll back up a little bit so you can see what it looks like. There he goes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. There's old wood. There's there's a bottle. You know, it's it. This is one of the secret entrances. There it is. There's the door, probably what I was right saying, here. What I was saying, and then we'll uh, we'll sign off for this episode. But uh, <laughs> are you sure um, you don't want to just keep going down this rabbit hole? Well, we'll move this to Patreon. There we go. Um, you know, once we hit the big leagues, podcasting wise, we need to fly out to Nevada and go right up to the gate and pull a folding table out and do like an episode right in front of the gate to Area Fifty One, like. In an area where we can be, yeah, like the okay. public area. Okay, I don't want to. I don't right wanna... before you get shot, or that that <laughs> that is how we could maybe get this to blow up faster. <laughs> is just go do it, get arrested, and then we'll make no. the news. <laughs> Two idiots trying to make their podcast big. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, very interesting case. Um. Like we said, a lot of it's been covered by a lot of people online, but um, people really there's a so many conspiracy theories about this case and. I was on a couple of Reddit threads and there are a lot of people getting angry that this is even still talked about. They're like, it's suicide, leave, leave them alone, you know, but I don't think it's as clear cut as just saying it's definitely a suicide. And, um, and he was a Gregorious dude. Like, yeah, I think it's almost kind of doing his life justice to continue the story. Like he was kind of a unique dude. I'll say he was a weird dude, not in like a mean way. He was a goofy dude. Yeah. Um. The fact that fun guy to hike with. I think he would be fun to hike like, with. Yeah. He seemed he, like he as long as he follows our rules. Yeah. <laughs> um. But you know he wanted to do something big. Yeah. Uh. Not that I'm promoting doing being reckless or anything, but no. I, this. I mean, there's ancillary channels that are following the story that are getting millions of views. Yeah. So his name is is carrying on in, in the search for this M cave. I, I don't think it was suicide. I think, I, I mean, I, I don't get that. I know you can never tell. I think it was a misadventure. Yeah. I really do. And I hope that, you know, he's, he's doing his name justice, I guess. Well. Don't do what he does. That is not, no. that is not uh, us saying, oh, yeah, that's great. No, you, you hear us every week or every month, however often we post. 
like don't don't do any of the things he did. Do the opposite. Go exploring, but do it the right way so you can yeah. come back and actually share your adventures. Do it safely. Um, and I mean, a, a place like this to hike in is very difficult and requires a lot of preparation, a lot of skill. Um, it's not something a novice should do. Yeah. Um, and I'm not. We don't need to go into nope. any of it anymore. But. Nope. Um, so yeah, if you'd like to continue hearing this crazy conversation, we're going to move it over to Patreon. Oh yeah. So, (laughs) all right. Well, thanks again for tuning into our show. We appreciate all of you for listening and sharing locations and known with your friends and family. Be sure to like, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, we now have the YouTube channel also where you can subscribe to the show as well as get other video content portions of the podcast. If you'd like to support the show, visit the Facebook store or the website store and buy some cool swag. I just informed Mike we have some neat tiny buttons coming in. Can't wait. So those are going to be cool. They have a little uh, backgrounds that look like a contour map. It'll be awesome. Um, you can also sign up for Patreon or the YouTube subscription service where you will have access to all of our additional content. And last but not least, in, when you're enjoying the beauty of nature, whether backpacking, camping, or simply taking a walk, always remember to leave no trace. Thanks, and we will see you all next time. For those of you still here, we are going to record a podcast episode for Patreon supporters where we are going to blindly listen to voicemails. So sign up for Patreon to get access to the new content.